Welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Your Daily Drive, and I am Rick Thomas. Thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. If you would like to talk to me and my team, what I need for you to do is to go to our website, rickthomas.net. We have two forum opportunities for you. We have a public community forum. There's no cost. You just create your username and password, and you can ask us any question under the sun, and it would be a joy to serve you. If you are a supporting member of our ministry, thank you so much for supporting us. You are the people that makes this thing go. Thank you for underwriting. Thank you for your support. We have a private forum for you. You can go and talk directly to us. There's a sub forum that says talk directly to Rick and his team, and you can jump on there and ask your questions, and we'll be more than happy to respond to you. Please understand that We are a small staff. We have hundreds of thousands of people that come to us every year. We have over 20 social media platforms, and so it is not possible for us to respond to direct messages, private messages, emails, and the other ways that people try to communicate with us. If your question is important to you, then you will do what you need to do to get it answered. And we have never thus far in over a decade, we've never turned anyone away and we will not turn you away, but you must do it a certain way because there are only so many of us and glory to God, there's so many of you. And so go to our forums, ask your questions, Please don't do it any other way. You might get upset because, quite frankly, there's a possibility we won't even see it or we won't see it promptly. We just don't have the staff, and that's the way it is. So if it's important, go to our forums, ask your questions, and you will get an answer. I want to talk about presuppositions in this podcast That is a big word. If you want to read more about presuppositions, you can study. Cornelius Van Til, a prof at Westminster Theological Seminary, did great work on presuppositional apologetics. But presupposition, if I could simply state it, it's like wearing a pair of glasses. Every human being has a unique pair of glasses that only fits them. They look out those glasses, and that is how they see life. And again, everybody is different. That's why two people can be arguing about the same thing, and both of them can be right to certain degrees. It's why two people can look at the same thing and come to different interpretations, because one is wearing orange glasses and the other one's wearing blue glasses. That's a presupposition. It is absolutely critical that you understand your presupposition because your presupposition will determine how you think about yourself. It will determine how you think about others. It will determine how you respond to others and how you respond to life. You cannot move about life detached from your presupposition. Those are permanent glasses that you are wearing. Now, you can change the color, and praise God, when you are born a second time, God begins to put the window cleaner on your glasses, and it becomes more Christocentric. 
But because of being fallen in Adam and because of the things that happened to us, I've talked to many people who have been abused sexually, physically, verbally. They have been abused, especially those that have been abused over a long period, or the abuse was just incredibly acute. And those people have a particular way of looking at life. It's a lens of fear and insecurity and anger and retaliation and a whole lot of other things. Stuff happens. And so we have shaping influences, the primary shaping influence that we all get. We're born in Adam, so we're fallen, totally depraved. But we also have unique depravity because every person is not fallen the same way. We may be totally depraved, which is true, but we're also uniquely depraved. And so we come into this world different, differently, and then things happen to us. And all of that working together forms this, uh, this lens, this filter through which we see life. That is a presupposition, and that is what I want to talk about briefly in this podcast. The title of the podcast is Defining and Establishing Your Life and Marriage. You have to define your life. What is your identity? What is your definition? And this is your presupposition. What explains you? What is your pair of glasses? And then from that presupposition, you want to begin to establish your life. You want, you want to begin moving forward. You want to get out of the starting blocks and start moving down the track. But it's important that we understand what our presupposition is, and it's wrong, by the way, and what it should be, Christocentric, and how we can transition from an Adamic lens, filter, presupposition to a a bibliocentric or God-centered filter. And so my opening question is, is simple. If you are helping a couple to build a stable marriage, where would you begin? What would be your starting point? What is the main thing that you would want to establish in their minds to help them? The first thing. Well, the answer to that is is their presupposition. You want to understand why they think the way that they think. What has shaped them? Basically, what what you want to do is you want to understand them. You want to crawl inside their minds, so to speak. That's an echo of the gospel. Jesus took on flesh, and he became like us. And we call him a sympathizing Savior. He gets us. He understands us because he took on flesh. What you don't want to do as a discipler is, is, is map your knowledge over them and basically just tell them to trust God or get a life or stop doing what they are doing. No, you don't want to do that. That's harsh. It's unkind. It's woefully simplistic. Now, what you have to do is what Christ did. You have to take on flesh, so to speak. You have to understand them, become like them, see through their eyes, see what they see, know what they know, discern them. You've got to understand their presupposition because they do not see life the way that you do, and you're not going to be able to help them until you understand why they see life that way. 
if you're interacting with a person who has been abused, and if you don't understand that, you will hurt that person. You will bring harm to that person. You'll become impatient with them, angry with them, harsh, unkind. You'll try to circumvent the process. Because for you, I mean, you see this, parents do this, we do that, I do this, things that our children should get because I get it, because I understand it, because it's easy for me. Well, everybody's not shaped like I am. Everybody's not shaped like you. And so when I ask the question, if you were helping an individual or a couple to build a life or to build a marriage, where would you begin? What would be your starting point? Your starting point must be to help them to build a biblical presupposition because none of us are objective. As Van Til said, there are no neutral facts. We're all looking at the same thing and drawing different interpretations from that fact because that fact is not neutral. We're the ones that make it not neutral because we bring our interpretation to the thing that we are looking at because we're looking through a presuppositional window. And so you want to discern a person's presupposition, and then you want to help them to bring it into a bibliocentric worldview so that the glasses that they're looking through It's like Jesus looking through the glasses. Now, we'll never get there in totality, granted, but through the process of progressive sanctification, you know, when you're born again, you receive your new glasses. But then progressive sanctification, they become more, they become clearer as you move along. And so you want to determine their presupposition. You want to help them to have a biblical presupposition And then you want to give them a game plan so that they can move down the track with these new pair of Christocentric glasses. Now, as far as a foundation is concerned, I mean, there is no other foundation but a a Christ-centered one. It's really a simple question. You know, you ask somebody, upon what do you want to build your life? If you ask a Christian this, I mean, most Christians are going to say something to the effect of, I want to build my life on Christ. Part of that is because they know that's the right answer. Part of that is because they do want to do that. But you don't want to assume that this is what they are actually doing. Because people build their lives on other things. No matter how badly they want to build their life on Christ, it is a hard process to do that specifically because of the things that happen to them. There are so many other identities that we can take on. There are so many other identities or shaping influences that are vying for dominance in our minds. It could be our profession. Some people find their identity, their presuppositional filter is through this job-centric, vocational, professional life. And then other people are family-centric, where family is everything. Christ is minimally secondary. You have other people that build their life on their strengths and abilities and on their gifts. Think about how that could happen. Say a person was abused to 
varying degrees and and they had to learn how to survive and so they gravitated toward their strengths and now they feel secure within their strengths and that becomes their worldview everything is centered on their ability because they can't fail they don't want to be critiqued good condemned mocked put down and so they build an entire world through this presuppositional model of their abilities other people build their life based on their on their skin color or their preferred ethnic group everything is built upon their skin color and we see that all the time in our culture today skin-centered people not christocentric people and so even though a person says they are a christian and they may be a christian you can't assume that they are defining their life by Christ, but they must. And so the first thing that you want to do is you want to understand them. Why are they that way? And then you have this goal out here of being Christocentric, and you want to help them to switch their presupposition of the window through which they see life. It's not race. It's not vocation. It's not my strengths. It's not the things that I own. But the window through which I see life must be Christocentric or bibliocentric. He is our presupposition. He's our starting point, and we want to help people to, to get to that place. And the reason is quite simple. It's because you are a Christian. You know, if you are a Christian, you're a Christ follower. If you are a Christ follower, then Christ is your identity. And so after we understand who they are and how they became the way that they are and why their lens is skewed or discolored the way that it is, we want to give them a clearer picture and his name is Christ. And then we want to make it practical. And this will be the most challenging part of all. It is one thing to say that you believe Christ, but an entirely different matter to live in authentic, relevant, and practical Christ-like ways that have a transformative influence on others. This aspect, the practical part, it is the hardest part, and, and sometimes, many times, Christians just become downright befuddled in how to live a Christ-centered life. Some Christians even give up at this point. They will say that they are a Christian, and they, and they are. I'm not, I'm not disputing that for the sake of this podcast but they will say that they are a Christian. They are. They have been born again, and they do Christian things, but they just give up on making it practical, and they just do what Christians do. They go to church, and they participate in Christian activities and read Christian books and try to stay out of trouble for the most part, but they truly aren't practical Christians because they don't know how. Though Christians know that they are to put Christ on display in their lives and they are to make his name fabulous, there's usually a mystery about how to practically accomplish this. And you, you just can't 
be impatient with people at this point, and you just can't assume that they know how to do it. I have so many people in my mind right now of people that I've worked with through the years who have had such horrible experiences. I remember one lady, as, as she was looking at my Bible, and as she was looking at my Bible, she started crying, and I asked her, why are you crying? And she said, because I'm looking at your Bible. And she went on to explain, because I needed more information, she said, when I look at your Bible, I think about God. When I think about God, I think about God the Father. When I think about God the Father, I think about my father who threw me out of a two-story apartment and who raped me multiple times. You see what her filter is? You just can't tell her to trust God. You just can't say, you know, you need a Christocentric filter. No, she's befuddled, and that's why she came. She wanted help because the shaping influences in her life were so dominant and so powerful that they had taken her thoughts captive, and she needed a come-alongside friend to help her make that transition from this just unbelievable window that she was looking through to seeing life through the eyes of Christ The practicalization of the gospel is not as elementary as saying, I'm a Christ follower. And so let me ask you, do you have a game plan? Do you have a game plan from transitioning from whatever your shaping influences were and how it has given you those glasses that you have been wearing? Do you have a game plan to take those glasses off and put on Christ-centered glasses? How do you practicalize the gospel in your life? What does the exportation of Christ look like to your friends, to your spouse? What does it look like being Jesus to those people who are around you? Here's a simple call to action, and what I hope that you would do is that you would buddy up with somebody. If you're married, the best case scenario here is for you to buddy up with your spouse. Husband, get with your wife. Wife, get with your husband. Family, that would be amazing if a family could come together and talk about these shaping influences. But what I want you to do is to spend some time talking with your spouse or friend about what you just heard. You can read this article on the website. You can read it together. You can read it in small group. Defining and establishing your life and marriage. And if you're not married, that's fine. Defining your life and your relationships. But what I would like for you to do is to get together and spend some time talking about this. Discuss your most crucial, your most transformative presupposition What is your predominant presupposition? What has shaped you the most? What has the most powerful influence over you that causes you to see the way that you see? And then I would like for you to share what's most important to you and what about you that needs to change. How does your life need to be realigned to the gospel? And how can your friend, your spouse, your parent, your child, how can that friend help you to realign your life to the gospel? It is imperative that we work hard at putting the window cleaner to the windows through which we look out so that we can see the way Christ sees. We have dirty glasses. We need a cleanse. How can we help you? We'd love to chat. 
Let's talk. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.